That said, that might be what you need to do. That might protect those little delicate, those little delicate piggies that you got down there. Episode 933 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, take good care of your feet. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip episode, uh, I want to take a second and thank a couple of folks who have recently jumped on board ye old Patreon train. If you haven't heard me talk about Patreon before, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I talk about it too much. Maybe I don't talk about it enough. I, I don't know exactly how it all shakes out. But Patreon is a platform that allows you to support the show uh, financially, to send, send a couple of shekels my way each and every month. If you so choose, if you think that uh, what I what I flap my yap about might be worth a couple of bucks, uh, you can send a couple of bucks. If you feel like it's not worth a couple of bucks, you don't have to send a couple of bucks. It's really easy like that. Uh, but it's all at, you, at your whim. You you can easy for me to say. You can control it. Uh, you can add a, add a little bit, subtract a little bit, cancel completely, start anew, whatever it is. Uh, but I want to give a, a quick shout out and a, and a huge debt of thanks to uh, Bart and Jamie, who have recently jumped on board the Patreon train. Uh, maybe join us in the book club at some point. I don't know. You don't you don't have to, but that's a, that's a Patreon exclusive. Um, but uh, I certainly appreciate y'all's uh, support. And, uh, you know, the, the cups, a couple of cups of coffee y'all are sending my way each month uh, are appreciated. And some days really necessary that that cup of coffee whew, don't undervalue a good cup of coffee and thank you bart and jamie and everybody else who's uh supporting the show via patreon for uh keeping the coffee cup full keeping the lights on keeping the show uh coming out each and every week twice a week obviously each and every monday and friday so uh, thank you all and if, if you want to get on board the patreon train if if you know you're so moved and uh, you want to send a couple of a uh, couple of bucks my way each month patreon.com slash disruns p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash disruns is the link uh real easy to sign up and if you have any questions on it just let me know so today uh talking about foot health talking about taking care taking care of your feet which is something that um i mean maybe some of you are are more in tuned with getting your feet taken care of maybe maybe making your toes pretty uh getting a pedicure or just kind of staying on top of things maybe some of you maybe most of you hopefully most of you are better off on that front than i am um i have runner's feet like they are they are not pretty they are they are not any they're not quite you know, hobbit feet. We're not quite that bad. Um, but my feet are like, I am not going to be anybody's foot, foot double. Uh, that's, that's not happening. Um, uh, because I like to think that, uh, I don't like to think, I hope that I'm not like most runners, although maybe, maybe more of you are like this than care to admit where I don't really think too much about my feet unless something's wrong. Right. And, and, I, and I feel like that's kind of, kind of pretty common anyway just maybe it's it's a human condition but certainly the running condition where everything's fine until it's not and then it's like oh shoot what are, what are we gonna do like what do i need to do do i need to to stretch it rest it massage it strengthen it like what do i need to do to solve the problem and uh when it comes to our feet not unlike pretty much any other area of our body certainly any other muscles of our body um but i would say yeah no i'm gonna scratch that not just muscles pretty much any other part of our body prevention is better than cure right taking being a little bit forward thinking, being a little bit proactive, getting out in front of some potential issues by, you know, taking care of things, the little TLC, some of the little things, right. Um, can be kind of beneficial, can kind of help to keep our feet healthy, which 
is kind of important for us as runners because in case you haven't thought about the foot too much, like it really is a, a I mean, it's a biomechanical wonder, you know, and, and I'll admit that sometimes when I think about the feet, the, the lower extremity, um, like I don't think that it's that complicated, but I know better. I, I, I mean, it is complicated. There's a lot of stuff going on inside your shoes, right? Like just look at the structure of your foot. It's 26 bones, just 26 bones in there. 33 joints, over 100 ligaments, and something like 29 muscles-ish that all kind of work together for the foot to do its job. That's a lot of moving parts to, to just ignore and hope for the best. You know, like you look at, you look at your, your ankle and it's like one joint, um, a couple of bones, a few lig- like there's some ligaments there, of course, but like it's not nearly as complicated. Your knee, same thing. There's a few bones basically just two, two joint surfaces, um, a fair bit of ligaments, but, but again, like it's a lot more straightforward in the knee, in the ankle than the foot. Now don't, don't at me about how complicated knees and, and ankles can be because they can be, but just from a biomechanical perspective, from, from what they do, those things are pretty simple. Your foot is, you know, cranked to 11 because think of what our feet do when we're running. Shoot, just when you're standing, when you're walking, you know, but, but every time you run, obviously your foot is the contact point for every, every stride, your foot is hitting the ground and it, and it is, uh, you know, that is the, the thing that keeps you upright. They absorb an incredible amount of force. They transfer an incredible amount of force. Like not only are they absorbing the, the forces of impact, but they're like the launch point of all of the force that we generate pushing us forward. So they got to absorb, they got to exert, uh, and, and something that's real easy to overlook because a lot of times it happens pretty much subconsciously, unless things are really gnarly out there, our feet adapt and adjust to all the little incon- inconsistencies of the surface that we're running on. Every little angle, every little raise in the, in the asphalt or a little bit of a, of a camber of the road or a little bit of an incline, a little bit of a decline. And of course, on the trails, all the unstable surfaces out there, when you're running trails, of course, you're, you're thinking a little bit more about where you're putting your foot, what you're stepping on, things like that. But I promise you, the, the, the amount of work that your foot is doing below the level of your, your conscious thinking, it's, the, the feet are incredible. Like, the feet are legit. And if, if you have a goal like I do of continuing to run for, I don't know, the next few decades, making sure to, to take care of our feet, kind of important. So uh, today, talking a little bit about some, some basics of foot health. And, and I'm not making any promises yet. I've made some promises that I need to, to cash in on first uh, about things that I want to do and, and things to put together and, and things to create. But maybe at some point down the road, we'll do a little bit more of a deep dive into foot health, uh, some of the details, some of the things to really focus on, uh, be aware of if that's something that you're interested in. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask those questions. I'll ask for your feedback to that question at some point, maybe down the road. But today, going to kind of keep it keep it pretty surface level um, because... I, Honestly, assuming that, that your feet are, are good, right? And not, not, not good or bad, but just that they're not giving you trouble. Foot health and maintaining foot health, getting out in front of potential pitfalls in your foot health, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of effort. A little bit of thought, a little bit of every once in a while maintenance, um, and, and you can't guarantee anything, of course, but can go a long way towards keeping your feet happy, 
which can keep you happy as a runner, keep you moving, keep you upright, keep you making progress towards your goals. So let's talk about some of the basic bits of foot health as has, as was requested. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned recently, I think, uh, asked for a bunch of, of ideas, options, suggestions for things to talk about in terms of quick tips and emails and the whole nine yards. And a couple of, couple of suggestions about some foot health stuff. So let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Um, when it comes to just general hygiene, foot health type of things, I, I don't think I need to go too deep into that. You know, keep your nails trimmed up, you know, wash your feet a little bit, make sure that they're good and dry so you don't get a, a little case of the trench foot type of thing down there. Um, but but we'll, we'll, we'll forego all the hygiene suggestions, okay? We'll focus more on specific to us as runners. The one hygiene thing that I will kind of stress is make sure that you're not cutting your toenails too short because ingrown toenails, not a lot of fun. Um, ask, ask whatever, how old was I? 14 year old Diz, 12 year old Diz, what it's like to have massively ingrown toenails, uh, having to get them cut out kind of surgically ish removed. I mean, it was, you know, it was just a, an outpatient thing, but had big, like, if you look at my big toenails, they look like they're the size of my thumbnails because they were so ingrown. They had to cut them out. They burned the roots off so they wouldn't grow back and and grow, you know, ingrow again, um, because I was cutting them not well. So hopefully you're smarter than I was when I was 12, 13, uh, and you're not dealing with, with ingrown toenails. So make sure you, you know, obviously you don't want to be long talons sticking out of your toes, but, uh, you know, make sure that they're, they're long enough that they're not growing in. There's, there's a little hygiene tip for you. But other than that, more specific for runner health, some things to, things to be aware of, or some, some things, some action steps to take that kind of get out in front of, of hopefully, uh, anything more serious and, and any real foot related issues. First thing, probably something you've thought of once or potentially something you've thought of once or twice, because I would argue that this is the most common foot issue are issues related to, to, to friction, right? Rubbing blisters, things like that. Hot spots that develop during a run. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm comfortable making the bold statement that, that says that every runner has dealt with this at various points of their career, or at least at once. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if just about every person, everybody listening, everybody not listening, that's a runner. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they had some instance somewhere where a blister, where friction was involved that ultimately may have resulted in a blister. Now, I'm not going to say that you can completely prevent blisters ever. Cause sometimes it just happens. You, you like, you know, you get, you get wet feet or something, you know, you're running on some gnarly, especially on the trails, you're running on some gnarly terrain where, um, your, your feet are working overtime and they're, they're working in different ways or sliding around in your shoes. Um, there's a lot of things that can, can just make a blister happen that there's nothing you can do to prevent it. That said, if you know, you're kind of prone to blisters, you can, you know, hopefully take some steps to avoid it. And why, why is avoiding blisters or why is fighting friction, with your feet, or fighting foot friction. There we go. There's some good alliteration. Why is that important? Well, in and of itself, I wouldn't say that it's it's necessarily quote unquote vital. Like it's not like a blister is this like end all be all. Like oh my gosh, my running career might be over because I got I got some blisters on my feet. But what can happen? And you probably know where I'm going with this. What can happen? You start to get the, the blister starts to form, or you feel that hot spot, you feel that rubbing happening. The blisters, the blisters on its way, and somewhat instinctively, although sometimes there's a little bit of consciousness to this as well, but somewhat instinctively, we try to change how we're running a little bit. 
We try to maybe, you know, push off a little bit more off of one side of the foot than the other or change how we're landing or shorten our stride or lengthen in our stride. We, we, we try to do something to take some of the pressure off of that hot spot because it hurts, right? Like, like that's the, the hot spot doesn't feel good. It's, that's your body trying to tell you something's wrong. And, you know, and I'm not shaming anybody for this because I'm going to do the same thing. Like, I'm not going to just stop running, but I'm going to try to, you know, change something to, to mitigate the pain. But what that has the potential to do, of course, is now you're stressing something else differently. Maybe you're overstriding, understriding, widening your stance, narrowing your stance, like whatever it is that you change, whatever change seems like it helps take the pressure off of that, that area of friction or remove that friction, change the way you're running. Now there's always the potential that stress is going somewhere else. And it may not be a big deal, but it may. You know, you could, you could develop some type of itis. Heaven forbid you could develop some type of stress reaction. If it, if it happens long enough and the stress is just right, um, not good, not good. So if we can avoid the, the, the friction issue, that's ideal. So if, if, if you're relatively prone to blisters, there are, there are a few things that you can try. I'm not saying any of these are the miracle cure. You might need to go with a couple, a couple of options, kind of combine a little tag team action. But a couple things to try would be maybe try some new shoes, depending on where the blister is, maybe getting a little bit wider toe box, maybe getting a half size bigger shoe so that your feet have a little more space inside the shoe. That might be worth exploring. Now, I know that that sometimes changing up your shoe situation can have a, that chain reaction of causing some other problems. So obviously we don't want to do that, but it's just something to think about. Maybe Maybe getting a little bit bigger shoe would make a difference in just giving your feet enough room to spread out so that they're not constantly rubbing against the side of the shoe, the top of the shoe, whatever, and not developing those blisters. You may try to add a layer of protection, putting a Band-Aid over something, uh, a little bit of moleskin, some duct tape even. You know, there's there's no shortage of things that, that runners can use and have used and will continue to use to, to add a little layer, to just put a little something between... Your, your shoe and your sock or your, your foot, I guess not your shoe and your sock, between your, your toe or your foot, wherever the, that spot is on your foot, and your sock slash shoe to ha- just reduce the friction, to eliminate the friction, ultimately, uh, and, and prevent the blisters. So you, that, that might be an option. And of course, there's always the, uh, the lube up option. You know, I know some of you clowns dip your, dip your toes in the Vaseline before you put your socks on. I couldn't imagine that. Thankfully, I don't have a, a real big blister issue problem, at least not a consistent one with my feet. Um, but I, I, I know that I've heard some folks that like lube up between each toe before putting their socks on and like, oh, ooh, I couldn't imagine. That said, that might be what you need to do. That might protect those little delicate, those little delicate piggies that you got down there. Maybe that's, you know, score one for the, the almost hobbits feet that I have where, you know, like, eh, blisters and eh, <laughs> You can't, you can't blister the sandpaper. You can't, you can't put blisters on the top of leather. Like that doesn't happen. Um, so, so there's that. So, so some combination worth trying at least new shoes, add in some type of, of layer of protection, some type of lube, skin lube, Vaseline, body glide, whatever, uh, some combination of the three may help to prevent the blisters. Now, what about calluses? Cause that's another friction issue. Right, you get enough kind of little bits of friction over time, and your body's like, "Oh, wait a second! Like this is a thing. This is a regular thing. 
let's let's protect it by laying down some extra skeleton, some extra skin cells. Uh, eventually, they, they they harden up, and you got a callus that develops. I do have a couple of calluses on my on my toes, my my little leather my little leather feet uh, with with their their rough edges, if you will. Um, but calluses are really not a bad thing in th- in theory. In practice, they're not a bad thing either if they're under control. Okay, because because the callus is like a callus is your body's natural defense to friction. Honestly, you know, if we really want to break it down, that's what it is. And so if, if your feet are rubbing at the same spot on your shoes, uh, whether it's the balls of your feet, the heels of your feet, the sides of your toes, the tips of your toes, whatever, like that's your body's way to prevent blisters from happening, to 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 keep your feet feeling good. No issues, no factor. But over time, if you're not careful, those calluses can build up to be really, really thick, and that can cause a problem because now all of a sudden maybe they can hamper your movement. You know, you get a you get a, a big callus on the inside part of your toe, and if your shoes are already a little bit narrow, and you got this big thick callus that's forcing your big toe farther towards the towards the other toes, obviously then your toes aren't spreading out very well. That can cause problems. I'm not saying it does, but I'm saying it can. Um, what typically happens to me if I'm not careful is these, these calluses start to build up and I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably shave those down eventually. Um, uh, but before I do like they just kind of break off or tear off and then I usually finish the job. Uh, but now I've got this really soft, delicate, sensitive, exposed skin underneath the callus that, uh, doesn't feel so good the next time I go for a run because there's no callus protecting it. So if you have some calluses on your feet, it's not a bad thing, but you want to maintain those a little bit. You know, get out, get out the cheese grater, not the real cheese grater, but you know, get a little callus shaver. Um, and you can either get like, I have, I have actually one of both of these because that's how gnarly my feet are, but I do try to try to keep them a little bit decent. Um, but I've got the callus shaver that's like a razor blade that just like peels off a sheet of the, uh, peels off layer after layer of the callus. Uh, when it gets a little bit gnarly. Um, and then I've got like the, the almost like a pumice stone type of situation. That's one I would call like more of like a cheese grater that just kind of sands off the rough edges. And not every time that I'm in the shower, but semi-regularly in the shower, I make sure, you know, get my feet nice and wet and, and soften up the, that skin a little bit and get that cheese grater out and just file away. Try to keep things under control. Keep the edges smooth. Keep the, the callus from getting over, over, uh, overzealous. And that's a good way to help prevent or protect against friction when I'm out there on a run as well. So something that you might think about, if you don't have a callus shaver, one or the other or both, you know, it might be worth the $6 or $8 or whatever. Like they're not expensive and it's not like you're going to ever really use them up uh, to get something like that to help take care of your feet a little bit. Um, of course, if you go to the, if you go get pedicures all the time, maybe you don't need to, um, but you know, not for nothing, protecting against friction is a component of foot health that we runners should be uh, being proactive about as far as I'm concerned. Now, what about another area of foot health to, to make sure we're taken care of? And that would be uh, the soft tissue components of our feet. Maybe specifically the muscles of our feet. What are some things that we can do to take care of them, keep them functioning at, uh, at their optimum level? Well, basically, it's the same thing that we can and should do for taking care of any other muscles, right? We should... Try to stretch them once in a while, strengthen them once in a while, massage them once in a while. Okay. Now, what does that do? 
I mean, without getting too too into the weeds here, uh, but it just helps the tissues, to, helps the muscles to be functioning at their normal capacity. They're they're full, you know, full range of motion, having the uh, the requisite strength and muscular endurance to support ourselves over ten miles, twenty miles, fifty miles, whatever, um, and making sure that just everything's functioning. I think I said this already, but just making sure it's working well. All right. So when it comes to stretching the muscles of your feet, what are we talking about? Um, a lot of the muscles in your feet, not all of them, but a lot of the muscles in your feet are pretty small muscles, uh, connecting some of those, those, uh, bones and supporting the joints. Um, and they're, they're like deep, they're intrinsic. There's not like, you know, when you're thinking of stretching, it's not like stretching your, your hamstrings or something like that. Like these little muscles, they don't, they don't, I mean, I'm not saying you can't stretch them. I'm just saying that it's not quite like that. Uh, but really the muscles that we want to stretch kind of in that static type of stretching are really trying to, to make things happen are more along the lines of the muscles that are typically kind of in our lower leg, but that the tendon of the muscle attaches down into your foot. So maybe the most obvious example would be like your calf and your Achilles tendon, right? Your calf is that whole meaty area of the back of your leg, but there's that Achilles tendon that goes over the heel and it actually connects underneath your heel bone, which not for nothing, part of your foot. So if you're, if your Achilles tendon and your calf, more, more so your calf, but if anything in that whole chain gets really tight, it's going to be pulling on the bottom of your feet, can exacerbate, can cause or exacerbate plantar fasciitis symptoms, can just be painful, can lead to heel spurs. Like they can be some not good things. So, you know, stretching your calf once in a while, feels good for your leg, also good for foot health. And so, you know, along those lines, if you think about just moving your, your feet in different directions, if you point your toes, do you feel it tight across the front of your, of your ankle? Well, in that situation, you're stretching some of the, the tendons, the muscles, uh, technically I guess the tendons are running there, but the muscles that are in the lower shin area that run across the front of your ankle down into your toes and your arch, things like that. You point your toes, you're stretching those muscles. So stretching those rolling your, your uh, foot inward and outward. All right. There's some, some muscles on the, on the inside and outside of your, your, your ankle that attach in the underside of your feet. You can stretch those a little bit too. We're not getting maximal stretching here. All right. This isn't like a thing where we're really trying to gain lots of, of range of motion, but maintaining quote unquote, normal range of motion. Kind of good. Kind of good. Helps with all the force production, force absorption, just good foot functioning. So stretching your ankle once in a while, uh, not a bad idea. What about strengthening the muscles in your feet? This is a little bit more straightforward. Um, and you can actually legitimately do strengthening exercises for your feet. The most simple one that's probably the most straightforward is to pick things up with your feet. So, you know, in working in the rehab setting or with athletes back in my athletic trainer days, we used to have like a couple marbles that we would use with, with certain injuries and certainly certain athletes in the, in the recovery process just roll the, the marbles out on the floor and they'd have to pick them up with their toes, drop them back in the cup, pick them up with their toes, drop them back in the cup. But just that, that crunching or, or squeezing together of your toes is, is strengthening all those muscles in your feet, all the little muscles in your feet, strengthening, picking them up, putting them down. So anything like that, marbles, game pieces, uh, dice. I mean, anything that's, that's at the house, even something, you know, like if, if you've got a kid that leaves her socks laying around the living room, like I do. Um, maybe just picking up your kid's socks with your toes. Um, and, and I don't know what you do it. Just pick them up, set them down, pick them up, set them down, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, but doing something like that can help strengthen your toes. Another slightly more, I don't want to say advanced, but slightly more rehab specific exercise would be towel scrunches where you, you take like a hand towel, spread it out on the floor in front of you, put like the ball of your foot on the end of the towel that's closest to you. And then you use your toes to like extend out, grab the, the towel, pull it, to, pull it a little bit towards you at a time, relax that, extend your toes back out, grab the towel, pull it towards you. And it's, Obviously, very similar to the idea of picking up some small items with your toes, but it's just getting that, getting those muscles in your feet firing, which then they support your arch. They support uh, just everything in your feet, keep your feet healthy, keep you going strong as a runner. Last but not least, on the uh, soft tissue component, massaging your feet. This one I think is even even maybe the most straightforward, right? And certainly the most commonly talked about in terms of you know kind of preventing some running injuries. At least I think it is, you know, talking about plantar fasciitis types of issues and, and just tight feet, uh, you know, getting, getting a little massage, getting the the golf ball out, getting the frozen water bottle out and massaging on your feet. Uh, Of course you can also just use your, use your hand. If you're sitting there, you got your your leg crossed over your knee. Uh, you can use your, your thumbs to kind of dig in there a little bit. Uh, if you've got a special someone in your life, you can bat your eyelids a little bit and maybe he or she will, uh, you know, take you up on the offer to, to give you a little, a little foot massage as well. Um, but any of those types of any massaging action, again, just like any other muscle, but any massaging action on the muscles on the bottom of your feet are going to help to increase blood flow to the area, which is, which is always a good thing. Get fresh blood oxygen into the area, transport waste products and, and things like that out of the, the area. Also going to help to break up some of the adhesions that form over time, uh, whether we're talking about it within the muscle itself or just between the different layers of tissue and in, in, in our feet especially in our feet, there's lots of layers of tissue. There's the muscles, there's the fascia, there's the tendons, there's, there's all of the things that, that can get gummed up, which for the non-scientific term, like that's what happens in plantar fasciitis is everything just kind of gets gummed up down there. Um, and, and breaking that up via massage can be very, it can feel, it may not feel good in the moment, but it can feel good afterwards and can certainly keep your feet functioning at a, at a high level. Um, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to taking care of the soft tissue of your feet, uh, the best option is to go barefoot around the house because it's kind of a three for one. When, when your feet aren't in shoes all the time, they're, they're getting the stretching action because the, the feet or the shoes kind of can act like a cast a little bit, like a splint. They support the, the, the feet, which can be a good thing. But by supporting it, you're not getting the, the natural motions, the natural stretching, the natural movement between all of those, maybe not all of those bones, but a lot of those 26 bones in your feet, they move and they flex and they, 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 they contract and well, the muscles contract and relax, but that causes the, the bones to, to move and slide. And, and, um, and that leads to some of the stretching action, right? When you're walking around bare feet, in, in bare feet, those muscles have to work more to support your body weight, to support what you're doing because they don't have the shoe providing that external splinting, that external rigidity to support your body weight. And of course, walking around barefoot, you're getting, you're getting a little bit of massage action, especially if you do it outside. Maybe you walk through the grass and you get a little hill or a little this, little that. Maybe you have some type of something textured, some bricks or some, some light stones or something like that. And, and my, my tough leathery feet, I'm sensitive when it comes to walking on stones, so I can't handle that, but maybe you can, where you can walk across a little like, kind of like, you know, river rocks or something like that. That's not, doesn't have sharp edges, but you can get a little massaging action from the, from the stones. Uh, but, but 
as far as I'm concerned, walking around the house barefoot or in socks, but without shoes on, uh, is a great three for one in terms of helping to take care of the soft tissue components of your feet. Should you still stretch once in a while, still do maybe a little bit of more specific strengthening, maybe still get a massage once in a while. Sure. I'm not going to say you shouldn't, but if you can do some barefoot stuff around the house, that's, that's helpful as far as, as I'm concerned. And certainly at the basic level, that can be helpful. Don't want to do too much too quickly, or you could, you could be asking for trouble, but just walking around the house, walking into the kitchen, doing the dishes, brushing your teeth, things like that. Barefoot, not bad. Not bad. What about shoes? Yes, shoes do play a role in foot health for us as runners. Um, but as we're already getting to 30 minutes, not surprisingly, but as we're already getting to 30 minutes, we're going to save shoes for next week. That's going to be the topic of next week's quick tip is the role of shoes or footwear when it comes to our foot health as runners. Um, and if you think you know where I'm going with this, you may be surprised. It's not as, it's not as open and shut as you might think that I'm going to make it to be. Uh, lots of nuance to be considered when it comes to shoes and foot health, uh, both running shoes and non-running shoes. There's a little there's a little hint hint for you. Uh, but we'll dive into that more next week. So uh, take care of your feet is the moral of the story. It's the moral of the story this week. It's the moral of the story next week uh, because if your feet are healthy, your feet are strong, uh, not that that guarantees that you'll never have injury issues, but boy, it goes a long way towards helping to uh, prevent some of the wear and tear and even some of the more acute issues that uh, sometimes we deal with as runners related to our feet, ankles, lower legs, things of that nature. So, uh, so that's that. What, what other questions do you have about foot health? What other things are not clear for, for what I had to say today? Um, what do you do to take care of your feet? Any or all answers to those questions or any other questions that you might have, uh, address those to me at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes today. Uh, not going to lie, not my greatest effort when it comes to uh, memes and gifs and, and things of that nature today. There's a couple things, but you know, eh. there are a couple links though. So if you want to check that stuff out, Dizruns.com slash 933. We also have that comment section down at the bottom of the page, which you can scroll on down and uh, leave your thoughts, feedbacks, takeaways, questions, remedies, secret voodoo cures that you do to keep your feet healthy. All those things. We'd love to hear them. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 933. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it with somebody else. And if you want to support the show via Patreon, just like Jamie and Bart have done recently, uh, and lots of others as well. I think there's there's 40-something folks, 40, 45 folks, something like that, that are, that are on board the old Patreon train. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dizruns. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Dizruns. Uh, get, yourself, uh, get yourself on, and I will certainly appreciate it. Um, but uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, hope you all had a good one. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it helps you think a little bit more about your feet especially when they're not causing you problems. Until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you.